when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. What's good, Internet? It's Monday, January 25th, and you're listening to Waypoint Radio, episode 373. I'm your host, Austin Walker. Joining me today, Rob Zachney. How's it going? What was that, Rob? Are you guys not getting me? Ooh, well, hashtag heard the hello. I heard <laughs> Again. It. I you heard did it. hear it? Okay, I, I didn't. It. I got, I got noise-gated. Se- I got yeah. a sequel. <laughs> I got like a little tiny, I got like a, I don't know. Something like that. I mean, you, but the thing is, you sounded concerned, or like there was a situation, and that you were Rob is, in is actively. Um, uh, let's uh, tune in to stock market analyst <laughs> Rob Zachney. Rob, how's the GME doing today? How oh, is, is Reddit making a lot of money? Apparently, <laughs> are they? They're fighting. I'm so a, pissed. A we're stock not rich. Squeeze? What off does that this mean? Bullshit. God damn. <laughs> I I enjoyed watching you, Patrick. Uh, start like try to assess whether or not there is a way to make a little donation to the kids' college fund on, on the other end. <laughs> we of this. can't blow up someone's spot on this podcast. We don't. We can't <laughs> no. share what this person is doing. But suffice to say, someone in our orbit was knew someone that was like they're just really into like this. Like what is this? The, that shitty Reddit Wall Street bets, and I was like, "Look, man, I've got some streaming money that I haven't done anything with. Can I just like give that to them?" <laughs> like, so quick googling was like, "I don't know. I think that might be illegal. Let's not do it." And I was like, "Okay." <laughs> so instead, I'm sitting here watching a bunch of Reddit kids uh, make a bunch of make a ton money. of money. Yeah, like uh-huh. I was it's all the, fake. Is the thing? Yeah, it's well, all fucking fake. Sure, but it, it is very real to the like. Recent era poster that I read that was like, yes. yeah, I got in when it was $4 and I'm about to pay off like a pandemic credit card. It was like, good for <laughs> no, fucking absolutely. you. No, Man, no, my point like, is that, that the rules. stock market is all fake. This mm-hmm. is like the best illustration of the ways in which it's an untested space. I guess it's been tested in, in ways, but that like people are going to learn how to game this even more and in more public ways uh, after this. And I can't wait to see it all just explode. <laughs> it seems like a lot of <laughs> bad people. Like oh, internet yeah. people are making money that uh, would make me upset, but they're at least it seems like towards the tail end here because I, now I've just been like actively monitoring like th- this story went from like I don't care about it to like being like mildly obsessed with like right. with the conclusion of this saga. And, like it went for, it closed at like fifty per share on Friday. It just jumped immediately to a hundred. Yeah, uh, like you doubled your money. Like that's yeah. crazy. <laughs> Anyway, I'm guessing you talked about this on the previous podcast. We didn't. No, no. Oh, no, no, we no. didn't. This... Explain what the fuck. Patrick is here. Kata was here. It's it's the four of us. Uh, yeah. Patrick, explain what the fuck you're talking about. Then I assume uh, that well, you're that's, up that's a tall from... that's a tall order. Yeah. But um, my understanding is the the internet uh is fighting with financial people over like the future of GameStop. Like, what is the future of GameStop? A bunch of people were trying to short it. Yeah. Um. 
I don't ask me to fully explain that financial concept. And then a bunch of other people <laughs> so said, what if not short? The movie and then, The Big Short. Yeah, go watch The Big Short. I did know it at some point because I watched that movie and like the explanations were pretty decent. Um, but basically, they're just two competing ideologies of the future of GameStop. And it's resulting in this in the company's share price just like going through the fucking roof where like it had a 52 week or a year long like uh, trading low of something like four dollars. And like nothing. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to. I downloaded an app so I could follow it. Um, <laughs> it's currently at. Uh, I don't know how do I. I don't know. It went. It went up a lot. Uh, like like it's got it's it, like it soared past a hundred this morning. So imagine if you had spent you know one hundred shares at four dollars. You're doing. You're, you're sitting, Patrick. It's one forty. It's one forty okay. right now. So that's gonna cra- like presumably yes. going to crash at some point. It's just now. It is just a question of uh, when it crashes like when do you get out with like the people who are just playing with funny money and like it's so if you want to like get a sense of like this world uh well one motherboard wrote a good there are a couple good explainers like ars technica kyle orland wrote a good one mm-hmm. um it's about like gamestop as a like whole the last year um uh uh jason keebler elf uh wrote uh, a piece over at motherboard um about the <laughs> like wall street bets <laughs> side of it which is the um there is just like a part of the internet, like as there are many, that is just like a bunch of like amateur, like traders that are just like, but they're also it's it seems to be consolidated enough as a group that they can now influence the market in the same way that other financial institutions work together to influence the market. And so the fact that it's all collided on this sh- shitty GameStop company, like a company that like seemed to be more or less saved in the short term by the pandemic. Um, because video games like rose so exponentially in like personal value for so many people, um, is just interesting. I, does this kill? Like, I don't know this. What does this mean for GameStop as a company? I don't. I don't know. know. I don't know. Like, does, if this seems bad to the, be like, at the center of a financial tug of war? Like, that doesn't seem good. No, but like, maybe it is. <laughs> the the two sides of of the kind of ideological split is basically one side being like, well, this company's fucking dead, right? right. And then the other company, the other side saying. No, no, no! They're going to shift to being a big on online retailer, e-commerce. like Best Buy, e-commerce, not like a not like a Steam competitor, but like a like a brick and mortar online. Yeah, competitor. This, they, they they I believe like they've had, they showed they've done um, pilot uh, um, like they've turned a couple of their GameStops into like esports area, right. like basically gotcha. like hey, yes. remember like like internet cafes, like they're back. But now they're getting huge post COVID. Everyone's gonna love to touch stuff other people touched. <laughs> Look, man, like yeah, you know what? If like if I could, if I could, they're like, hey, you can do, you can't do anything else. But like this GameStop is safe, and you could just go there and just hang out. Like I'd go, sure. Like send me to, send me to the GameSpot eSport Cafe. Yeah. I'll go hang out there. <laughs> yeah, if you were like, it's a hundred percent safe. And also, you were God, and you <laughs> promised that to me, and you had omnipotence and omniscience. Maybe, maybe I'd buy it. Anyway, that's our that's our e-commerce. Please write, please write in oh. if you are riding this train. Like, yeah. t- tell me your story. Like, what did you put in? Where are you at? Like. It just has given you a taste for blood, you know. Like I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm curious if anyone in the the waypoint orbit. Uh, is like buying a car off of this. Um, it appears someone, so. So, some someone that we know that they know is almost certainly is doing. Uh, it. Yeah, is, no, and and has 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 done quite well from 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 all intents and purposes. So, I uh. guess this is probably the point where people are looking to make an exit from the stock. Or, or I don't know. So it went be. from fifty to hundred to one hundred forty, right? So at some point, it's it's going to. Cr- it's just a matter of like, but this is how in, it works, right? Like I don't do stocks, minutes. but it's like 
in the minutes we've had this conversation, it's jumped another ten dollars. <laughs> it's one fifty three right now. Shut the fuck up. So where yeah. does this go? So you think it crashes during this during this recording. Do you think I we bet. make it to the I end of the recording? Get to the end, of the, yeah, no. like an hour from now. I, at this point, days? why bet? Why bet against it? I feel like this is going to go on through most of this week. Would be my guess, but I I don't know. I, I don't fucking know rate, anything, right? I don't know. Well, it's at one so I guess I guess the flip side would be <laughs> there's actually more incentive to short the stock now, and so I could see there being a weird spiral where you had short positions at the start of this that people were covering, which was forcing the stock price to go up. But now it's an inflated asset and it's a bubble. So now shorting it would be an even better option, except people keep buying it now to drive the stock price higher and force those people to cover. Yeah. I don't know how that cycle breaks. It right, because now, now that it's becoming an internet meme. Uh, 132. Uh-oh. Yeah. Well, yeah, but that's going to happen. I like, know. Like, you well, can't... it's fun to say the lower number. Okay. That's yeah. if you, we can just check you off the call. But I, yeah. but I just mean like the jump from like yes. one fifty to one thirty like in an instant is just. But like I I am curious like Rob's like Rob's point of like the, what's unique about this is this happens all the time, right? Like this this is this is the stock market in action. But what doesn't usually happen is that articles get written about it. It becomes a meme. It then becomes shit posting to buy GameStop stock yes. where you can download, you know, Robinhood is like one of the more popular ones, I think. Like like uh, Acorn is like I've seen these like on the App Store, like yeah. when they like mm-hmm. are recommending you banking things. And so like it, it takes what all of 30 seconds to sign up and like participate. And like the Internet loves a good shit post. And so if like buying stock is infuriating financial traders who are shorting, like I don't I'm, I'm with rock like rock Rob. <laughs> Rob <laughs> I'm with rock. rock. Sorry, again, that's Rob's financial Finance, pseudonym. Yeah. Rock. Kyle, please delete. Rob please the mute. rock Zachney. <laughs> now we cut over to Rob the rock Zachney for any stock tips this morning. Rock. <laughs> What do you got for us? Uh, I mean, at this point, here's the problem for me. I like for me, it's already too rich for my blood, right? Yeah, like, yeah. I feel like if I were already in it and I were playing with house money, I would be staying in it maybe a little longer. But like, this can only happen, I think, with a stock that's cheap, right? Because like, it's so easy for right. red, like redditors to start fucking with that stock price. Like, Four they bucks can just, a yeah, share is yeah. even, even is fifty dollars. Like it's a video game, that. and like yeah, okay, right. so maybe you doubled it overnight, and you know over the weekend, oh. it's like cool. All right, well I'm out. But then maybe you just take that. Yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, like at what point does like, it go out of the reach of like the average person looking at their two thousand, like, sorry, fourteen hundred dollar uh, COVID check, um, and it's like, all right, I'm going to start spending this now. Um, and, and try and try and add to it. Can I get that fourteen hundred dollar COVID check to two thousand dollars by buying GameSpot stock and make up for the failures of the Democratic Party? Uh, well, that's been our our market minute. Mark, uh, I think we we always love to do here at Waypoint Radio. How's everyone doing? Otherwise, other than this, everyone have a good weekend. Everyone relaxing. Okay. Yeah, okay, yeah. it was not. Yeah. yeah, you know, uh, you guys- I, I've I, I've fallen into this weird thing where um, Jessica has, she's in uh, become ingrained in the neighborhood kids. Like, there's a handful of kids in our uh, neighborhood that occasionally we would see, but it's mm. like, how do you become friends with those people? I don't know. Right, I, right, um, right. And, like, we've just never been able to, like, sync up with her to be able to, and it's a, a group of kids that, like, run a gamut of ages, like, from... 
like uh, yeah, I've seen 10. cartoons. I know how like groups of kids form in neighborhoods. <laughs> okay, even I'm just trying to give. I'm trying to give for context. You got like, like the little baby one, and you got like the one who's maybe there a little is. Too there's old, a th- there's, there's, yeah, lo- there's yeah. there's as young as a three year old and old as, as a ten of this group of like four to five, depending on the day. And sometimes they go um, on adventures where they learn lessons about life and each right. other and what it means <laughs> and to the, be a good person. And the person. lessons yeah. here has been so. Anyway, she got into that group, and then and now she's trading GameStop stock. <laughs> 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 If that if that includes like coming home with like various like uh, like gun objects from like the ten year old's house, because um, they don't go in the houses, but they play in people's garages. Um, but no, it's I uh, we've never Jessica's never had like a group of local friends where we've suddenly had to confront like all these like we went from like having no parenting decisions of like how much do we trust our daughter to be out of sight to then having to make like a thousand of them at once, which is like. The, the houses she's interacting with are like five houses down. It's like, okay, right. she's four and a half. She is really responsible. We've always told ourselves, don't be a helicopter parent. And doing that means like trusting the nine-year-old and the seven-year-old that they're going to keep tabs on that kid and like be, like sticking to that. Because like the the, incent- the like the, the impulse is I'm going to follow this kid down the block. <laughs> and I'm just, I'm just going to pretend like I'm just the cool dad here to hang out with these kids. And it's like none of the other parents are doing that. I'm like, okay. Uh, all right, Jessica, I guess I can't see you. I don't know where you are. <laughs> um, I'm like Googling like tags you could put on your child. I'm like, no, don't do that. Do not pay $40 a month for the tag on your kid's jacket no. so you can GPS locate them. No. Um, so that's been my weekend has been coming to terms with the realities of telling yourself you're going to be a parent that just trusts their kid. And then, well, it's stressful. I could see that. being stressful. Stressful. I said no twice. And I was like, well, just on the jacket. Right. Yeah, four, <laughs> right, forty bucks. That's not nothing, but no. Well, no, but also it would it would violate the what I was you know it was you've got to talk about what your parenting style is going to be before you're confronted with the problems, and then you got to try and stick by your stick by your stick by your, you know, guns. your guns. Yeah. And so well, no, the guns are coming into the the house. Oh, the they're water guns. Right. They're they were pretty. They're they're pretty funny. She got me in the face. So anyway, that's, that's my nice. weekend. This is trying like, to trying to be okay with my my <laughs> child going out of sight into strangers' backyards. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, thing I'm most curious about is is whether or not uh, any of y'all scared your faces off with that Resident Evil demo, which which I think <laughs> dropped after the last recording, the last podcast. Yeah, I was and, out of uh, it last week, so I have no idea what happened. No, yeah, so. there was a there was a Resident Evil. Uh, showcase uh, a Thursday afternoon last week um, in which there was like a really long gameplay demonstration, I think, for RE8 uh, uh, or Resident Evil Village. Village. Um, I didn't watch that because I've my my suspicion has been that that game is like fairly close to being done and I don't need to watch like a 30 minute gameplay video for like one of my most anticipated games. All I saw was like one screenshot of uh that the inventory menu looks like RE4. Yep. It was like, cool, great. Yep. Like this, the know, whole thing looks like RE4. Our... It's like y- the yes, same it, setting. This seems like a spiritual successor yeah. to uh, Resident Evil 4, which is great. That's like, if you're going to make like a, a, you know, a spiritual successor to a game, a, you know, a, a game of the series, like RE4 is like a pretty good uh, template to, to work off of while they like work on remaking that actual game. Um, is that, anyway, the do you think that's going to happen? Yeah. Oh yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. There's too many Capcom like, well, it's just something about the like. Did, did they? Two, they, didn't, they get. They didn't make a. They didn't announce it. They made. They didn't make one for one though, right? Because like, well, they've re. They they they've did the remade big, that uh, so many times. Remake before, right? Yeah. Yeah, they've they kind of can't do. I mean, they will inevitably remake Resident Evil <laughs> One again at some point. It actually probably has been long enough that they could do an right. RE two style 
Um, well, the, the remake part of, that. of the pattern that I was noticing was just like one in four, kind of like the biggest of that 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 original group, right? So like they do a spiritual like remake in seven for one. They make yep. remake two and three, and then here's the spiritual remake for four, which makes me doubt: Are they actually gonna do like a, just an HD remake of four? Oh no, hundred percent. They would. Yeah, no. They'll do both. Capcom, <laughs> right? Yeah, they, yeah. Like they, 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 yeah, they're gonna they're gonna double they're gonna double dip on on this one. There was a, a report, which at this point I believe any leak out of Capcom because they both got hacked and then also just are like weirdly the leakiest Japanese, hmm. like just Japanese companies in general just don't. Uh, tend to be like pretty tight ships when it comes to like product announcements and like what is happening with their teams. And there are just like several very reliable uh, Capcom leakers that have long um, histories. Uh, Dusk Golem, who announced they were no longer going to be a leaker because it was stressful and then just went <laughs> straight back um, <laughs> to leaking. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, the RE4 remake was uh, reportedly in development by the RE3 team. Mm. Um which I I thought that was bad. Um, I did not like <laughs> oh, no. um, the RE3 thing. And if you believe the most recent report is that the RE3 team w- w- has like largely been taken off of that project and oh. Capcom has pushed back the, the RE4 remake to do something a little more ambitious, which is good. Um, yeah. But uh, in the meantime, yeah, we get uh, uh, Resident Evil Village, uh, which is coming out in May. Um, and they, uh, similar to RE7, they have released a demo that is not, content from the main game it is sort of a side thing um re7's demo was spectacular and like a real nice indicator of what was to come in in that game which i consider sort of like a modern uh classic and then they did something similar here with uh resident evil 8 i forget the, the maiden i believe mm-hmm. is what the, the the demo uh is is called um kind of i'm i don't even know where you land on resident evil so before i give my thoughts i'm i am curious what you went into this did you play re7 I, Do, like where where are you at with this this series and this game in particular no i never got around to re7 i in general i'm just an re4 stand basically mm. <laughs> okay which is weird because i played re4 on the wii and that's like my it's only where, with the motion it. controls yeah Motion controls oh, are great. Hell yeah. yeah. The motion controls are like the best way to play that yes, game. Yes, exactly. Um, and that's the only RE I've played front to back. I tried to play uh one of the RE Zero or one of the RE1 remakes that were on GameCube. But at that time, like the tank controls and m- my young self were like, nah, fuck this shit. RE Zero is also like one of the worst uh like barely there's a reason they give it a zero and you know what you don't even deserve like a number in the main line f- franchise uh i've heard the, the like the update they did to it was okay but they, like as, as someone that's an obsessive even i was like i don't need i never played re zero i skipped right on past that. i like right on past that. got it in at four when it was on the wii and then five came out and it was you know what i five looked bad <laughs> five looked yep. horrible uh and so i like never touched the series again and um I meant to go back when they started making the remix to be like, okay, let's actually see what these other ones were like now that they're not tank controls anymore. But I don't know, just haven't because of whatever time. Um, so I'm I'm interested in this one specifically because it, it, I have the most connection to four. Like, uh, despite <laughs> despite how annoying the um the whole Ashley mechanic was in that game, it's still. Um, you know. Yeah, you want to ask why they're going to remake that game? Like, because uh-huh. there are like parts of that that like really have not like even Ashley as a character is like, hey, <laughs> you're going to go back and revisit this. Like, you you can't. I mean, you can do whatever you want, Capcom. Uh-huh. People will buy. It. You've released RE4 and everything, but 
Like Ashley as a character has really does not like hold up very well in yeah. in twenty. Like you either have to like totally redo it. Right. Or just like, yeah, this is a product of its time and just, you it's know. Gonna, yeah, it's going to do it's going to be what it is. The other parts of that game are still good. Um but yeah, um so I'm like not even who there's 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 this weird thing happening right now with uh the fucking protagonist of these of this like new s- series, right? Like who the fuck is this guy? Ethan? Ethan. Ethan. They don't Ethan, he doesn't have a um, face. Ethan is the is avatar <laughs> pop culturally relevant of the video game characters. Like RE seven, like I just told you, a classic. And uh-huh. you can imagine part of that would be like, ah, like Resident Evil, like a series known for like strong uh like like yeah. at least uh iconic uh, uh like main characters. Everybody like, remembers what they, Leon Kennedy. Who they bring and his back for RE seven? Like I <laughs> I don't know. A, a guy that they may not have modeled a face for. Dipshit um, boyfriend guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like uh, RE7 is many things, but like the arc of Ethan Winters is is not one that I like I I, I stood out particularly um in It is very funny to go to his the the Wikia page for him, the fandom.com page mm. for him. Because there's all just <laughs> photos of him just out of frame, like face down in the mud, you know. Uh, Having the time of his life. Yeah. Uh-huh. In, the, the, in the South. <laughs> it's extremely funny. And then his two, his two like profile images on the main page are just him down, face down on the ground where you can't really see him. And then his official Promo shot of him with knife and blocking his face. It's all so funny. <laughs> It's all exactly like, no, we don't want to show what his face looks like. Don't worry about his face. His face is fine. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Um, Is is he going to be like fucking Wesker's kid or some bullshit? Right. Well, that's right. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I didn't finish RE7. So I'm sure there was some RE7 Ethan Winters reveals in the very back end of that game. I got through like the B house you know the b house yes yes and there's a b yes. boss and then you go back to the trailer mm-hmm. and you get like a better mm-hmm. gun probably from yeah. remembering right and then you call mia again for the 30th time and it's like we got to get out of here and i was like i think i'm good i had to shoot a lot in that last <laughs> section i'm kind of done with this um, uh so but what's really funny is like uh, uh the trailers for re8 like constantly have like it's almost like capcom realizes like okay hmm we need our Ethan is he's important to us. Yeah. Uh, he needs to be important to you, and so all the characters are constantly just yelling like Ethan Winters. <laughs> like, like, what? How did he become so important in the Resident Evil? I mythos? don't know why that tall lady cares one shit about Ethan. And maybe Winters. that'll be maybe that will be what RE Eight is about. Yeah. Is the uh, the it was the um you know Ethan will finally take his place along Wesker and the Redfields and the Valentines. Ethan, the winters will rise again in uh, Redfield's in this game, right? Like there's like a, yeah, he he shows up. uh, Yeah. Spoilers, I guess for RE7. Like, yeah, he like shows up at the, at the the very end of, of Resident Evil Mm. 7. And I didn't play the DLC, but um, why why does he look like a werewolf in the art? Wait, not what? sure. I didn't see that part, but I did see people talking about that. Um, you didn't see that, that shot, Kato? No. Uh, that's also that's also an interesting thing about this one so far is that it's giving. Oh yeah, mm. shit. Yeah, he's that's, a werewolf. That's a werewolf. For sure. I had a theory about this, uh-huh. which is a stupid fucking theory. Mm. So I'm going to say it out loud. Say what it. if he's been aware? Okay, so you know how what? people in Resident <laughs> Evil. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> you know how people Resident Evil over the years, like, basically got superpowers in terms of, like, what they could do in cutscenes and shit? And it would just be like, you saw like the RE, like a RE6 couple of, especially. Uh, watermelons in his shoulders? Yeah, he's just like, huge <laughs> as shit. And he's just like, you know, they're doing wild gun kata fights and shit in RE6 mm-hmm. and jumping way too far. What if he, okay, what if during Resident Evil 1, he got bit by one of those dogs. And what we didn't understand was those dogs carry a werewolf gene, the W gene, the W Uh virus. And he's been a werewolf secretly on the low for the last six, seven games. The whole series. The whole series. All of a sudden, they'll be like, cut to, like, I've never seen Chris at night. (laughs) Exactly. Under a full moon. moon. Exactly. A hundred percent. And he's been a stealth werewolf the whole time. I was the biohazard all along. Exactly. Yeah, that's my. Theory. I hope. I hope. I hope. It's bullshit. But I, I'm committed. Oh, I've, I've, oh. I've played Resident Evil Six. Like you're good. Uh, I'm, I'm bullshit. Like okay. whatever you can come up with, the Resident Evil series has has stared at you, blinked back, and said, "Sure, I'm ready I, for it. I want. Well, I want I mean, him to be. That falls right into the the classic werewolf v vampire situation." Which I feel like this is what this is going for, right? Like, yes, things that that are, are pointing to uh, all the um, the like uh, antagonists that we've seen so far as being vampiric, which mm-hmm. is new instead of just eat like straight up zombies. But um, that- yeah, this definitely has that like classic classic monster stuff, you know? Yeah, uh, a vibe. Um, they do turn into bugs though, and not bats. Those vampire bug, ladies bug vampires. and. Mosquitoes so. suck blood. Oh. You're right. Mosquitoes do do be sucking blood. It's true. <laughs> um, I'm one of the things I'm curious about, and I'm guessing in this demo this wasn't the case, but like um, the the demos that they showed, the gameplay that they showed, did have a lot of action. I think one of the things that's interesting about evoking RE4 is like RE4 is the one where the action felt good for the first time, so to speak. Right? It's like right. one of the ways and it was also center stage, game. right? Yes. Like it was yes. like. The, this is a game about about that in a way that the the, the previous games did not center it in that same way. Yeah, like the, the arc of the Resident Evil games is to like start with like the the action supporting the horror, and then like that you know that ch- that that ratio changing over time, like making a full switch over where the horror is supporting the action in four, and then the series being like, oh, okay, and then <laughs> just doing that, even just like doubling down on that like a Redditor trying to fight <laughs> off a short seller um, in RE5. And if the culmination of the GameStop stuff is RE6. Okay. 103, <laughs> by the way, 103 currently. Uh. Res- uh, Resident Evil 6. Remember when we got that for a review at uh, Giant Bomb, um, Brad and I, uh, I was like, I, I want to play this. Like I'll, I'll, I'll take this on um, for like the quick look. And he was like, ah, I'm curious. And then, like, the more I kept playing it, where he's like, hey, are you near the end? I was like, dude, I'm like 12 hours in. It doesn't seem like I'm anywhere close. Like, checking with me a couple days later. Like, are you near the end? I'm like, mm, I'm like 20 hours in. I don't think I'm anywhere close. That game is like 27 hours. Like, it's, it's a really long. Like, it's ridiculously <laughs> long. I might be exaggerating that in my head, but it felt that way playing it at the time. But that's all to say that RE7 felt like uh, like a hard reset. Like, mm-hmm. even more of a horror game than um, Resident Evil 1. Um, and I, I think RE7... Is I didn't play a lick of it in on a TV. I played that entirety with a VR headset. Oh fuck on, that! <laughs> um, 
I find that yeah. unfathomable. It, well, it's, it was <laughs> so kind, bad, Rob. I was Ugh. I would play it on uh, the 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 lower floor of our house on the couch, yeah. um, and my wife would just like check in on me every which is like you screamed pretty loud there and i'm like I, yeah <laughs> i'm good um i play the game maybe 90 minutes at a time i meant to do the vr stuff as a as a lark it was just like oh i, just, I should see what this is like um and then i'll go back to playing it you know normally and i found it so i think it's like like fundamentally transformative to that game in particular i think it is a mm. different level of of terror it is a it is just it is not just oh i get to look around with my head and that's like a neat um like sort of gimmick, like it, it the 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 immersion is a word that is like lost all tangible descriptive value. <laughs> but like like that world was so fucking scary, um, and I crave that stuff. Like I'm constantly looking for it, and so like yeah, I'm here, but like I'm here for like 90 minutes at a time, <laughs> and then need to take like an actual yeah. uh, uh, break. Um, and so the question for me was going to be because even RE7 loses the plot about three fourths through, which is just like hey you've got too much ammo and we've run out of ways to scare you. How about you just do the shooty shooty? Um, <laughs> and it's fine. But it's like the first half of that game is Im- Im- incredible. And the second half is just sort of like trying to grasp on to that, that first half. And so my thought was, well, REA is just going to jettison all that and, uh, and just go completely action heavy. And I don't know if the demo, if the demo is indicative of what they're going for, I, there's reason to be like, you know, like uh, cautious on that prediction that maybe this is just a marketing thing. Cause I think kind of, I don't know how you felt, but like the first hat, it's a short demo, 20 minutes kind of max, mm-hmm. even if you're going short, but like that sequence where like, you're like escaping your cell. Yeah. It's fucking terrifying. Fucking like it's horrible. Holy shit, man. Like you can technically, ah. you can technically probably finish that demo in under 10 minutes. If you just run through it. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, but knowing that, uh, the first time, just due to fear and like moving slowly and not wanting to uh-huh. run into it, I definitely took like forty-five minutes, just like very carefully moving around that space, jumping at basically every noise. Um, but yeah, the sound design is yes. is uh, spectacular, which it was in RE Seven. This is a game that uh, I don't look. Like, I don't man. I don't know what three D audio is. I've seen the screen. <laughs> I've seen the photos. Like I've seen like them putting people in these weird rigs to like how they like calibrate 3d audio. I don't know, but I, I used like Sony's like the, was it pulse is like their headset, mm-hmm. um, which is, you know, it's just a nice headset. The 3d audio works with any other headset, but I was like, I'm going to do this in the dark Ugh. and it's, it's so good. Yeah. Like the sound design is just immaculate in, uh, in, in RE8. Um, and that whole opening sequence is just, yeah, I was scared to go forward. Like, yeah. I, I don't know what the heck. I don't. Kind of. I still don't know what was like rattling the stone walls. No, I don't want to find out. No, particularly. I just ran. I just ran. I thought I. I, yep. I could. I. I absolutely missed like a door I could open just because I was like, "Fuck it, no, I'm out. I'm gone." This might be in <laughs> yeah. this hallway with me. I don't and now know. I need to watch a long key animation. <laughs> yeah, like open, go, go. <laughs> Fucking, why is this lockpick take so long? Which is great. That's, that's, I, uh, the team that works on these games now are so smart. They are so acutely aware of the tropes of their own making, Mm. like the, like the, the RE, the Resident Evil tropes. Uh Like the fact that you, there's no reason for the, 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 taking a key out 
from your archaic inventory, putting it in, watching that animation slowly play out. Like they're do they're they're setting that up, knowing right. that they have preempted that with a, a, a sequence that indicates that there is some sort of horrifying beast at the back of this hallway, like encroaching towards you. But don't worry, you're gonna. You're going to take this key, you're going to have to pull it out of your inventory, say use. Is this in real time? Does Resident Evil 8 pause the action? Walk? I don't say? know. No one knows. Just, yeah. just hit X and uh, I don't have time to think about it. And then slowly watch the key like go. It's just, so it's so deliberate and yeah. so smart. Um, That's the sound Werewolf Chris makes too. <laughs> uh, and it's just, they're, they're just, like, they're just working out, operating at a different level to have that much. Yeah, I'm curious how this, you know, I guess, Kato, you have less institutional sort of like history with the series yeah. than, than I am, but it sounds like it still works with you, even though totally. like, you know, you don't have like hundreds of hours in those equivalent animations, but um, it's just really smart. And this game yeah. seems really smart um, based on this small slice. But Kato, when they, that- They play a-, a the, vo- the voice, oh. the voice on the stairs. Fuck that. Fuck the voice on the stairs. <laughs> It was in my head. I couldn't. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. Like the 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 choices they make with sound design are like really just spot on and terrifying. And, it, and I was even here's the thing. I was even playing with headphones, and that shit all still worked. Like out of my TV mm-hmm. speakers. Like it's fucking wild. Um. Also, I love like there's a couple tricks down, <laughs> uh, down in the in the in the first uh, half of that demo too, where it's like, oh, I know what's gonna happen here with that body or this body, or you know, mm-hmm. you expect zombies, you expect them to, and just like there's like subtle ways where they kind of play with that. That um, you know, it's like even if you don't know specifically the 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 franchise, there's enough like cultural osmosis to zombie stuff. That you're expecting certain things to happen, and they kind of they, they play a fun little trick down there that I th- I thought was good. Um, yes, I yeah I know just, I know which one you're talking yeah. about. Just, that got me. <laughs> just like and oh that's on, gonna someone, hmm. on, someone on Twitter I was I followed was like yeah I'm gonna try this demo and then like sent me a screenshot I was like yeah I got to that part and mm, yeah. nope yep, turn nope, it out don't nope, need to do nope. this like. <laughs> Don't enjoy any part of this. Like, t- tell me if it's an important video game. I- I'll read about it. Uh, I don't need to experience it myself. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, it, it makes me hopeful that they're going to strike an interesting balance or the same sort of balance with, with RE8. I'm also, mm-hmm. I, historically, I, I find vampires to be, like, the least interesting like my wife loves vampires, like in meat in in, uh, in movies and in fiction, and she spent a long time over like our uh, maternity uh, paternity leave. Both werewolves, both werewolves and vampires. I like you, the moment you tell me that's like the central focus of like the story. Like yeah, okay, like snooze, like no interest. Um, and she convinced me on a handful to that that I found particularly interesting. Um, and. They make the, these vampires are scary as shit, Kyle. Yeah. Like I don't their house don't want to be there. Nope. Like do not want to nope. be like nope. the the the, the ta- like the literal the both um literal and metaphorical table setting that they do in this house. <laughs> um it just it just like paint the the picture they paint of like what this family is and like what occurs in this like they do uh, mm-hmm. there's so much restraint. Um and they, just they do little so morsels many, so much, of information that are like oh oh uh that's not great uh it, it like it's 
it's it's wonderful it's wonderful knowing that like, there's like so many things little, like little bits of information that are hidden when it also feels like i want to get the fuck out but i still stay for yeah. the little bits right like i'm still searching every like, i should every, leave i should go I but heard hold footsteps, on but i need what to is open this? up this door because I, I saw to, an interact button <laughs> are they saying what i think they're saying about their winemaking process this is interesting uh <laughs> Oh, God, when you find the, the barrel that's just uh-huh. dumping it out, and you're like, what's that? Oh, that's blood. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's blood. Okay. Um, they got a it, drink? It, what do you, you know, what do you expect? <laughs> I'm it's, listening to this, and it's like, guy who doesn't like vampires is, like, encountering vampire tropes. <laughs> and it's like, they had, they have wine bottles, wine barrels, nay, a hogshead, and it's full of blood. <laughs> it was full of blood. Listen, I lost you guys it. don't, it's unbelievable, these guys. <laughs> Well, I think it's a, I, again, like, I think that's a testament to like the it's such it's beautiful. Like it is an ugly looking game, but it is it is just it gorgeous. Like, it, like there are times where you will pause and the textures get a little funky when you get real close. But like there are times where it's like a, like a photographic quality to it. Yeah. Like the lighting is just ah, like so again, like it's it really speaks to, I think, like the the sound design, the environmental design. Like the the storytelling that's happening in how they they set up these different scenarios where nothing is occurring, you are just coming into like a mist like empty space, and yet I feel like I'm on the edge of my seat and do not want to encounter a monster type that I find to be utterly boring. Um, so it's just it's just it's a hats off to like R E eight um, because I I you know look everyone's a fan of. Um, the the big vampire, but also lady you know Dim- what, D- lady big lady Dimitrescu? vampire. I'm sorry, I don't. Huh? Dimitrescu? What's the name yes, of the lady? That I don't, she's don't got ask. a name. Don't, Dimitrescu. If, if we get it wrong, she's gonna show up and fuck us up. Um. But, D- uh, oh yeah, dim dim. I uh, damn, I fucked it up. Uh. <laughs> oh, here she is. <laughs> here oh, she no. is. Oh, I saw no. someone online being like, "Do you guys think Capcom surprised at the response to her? Shut the Excuse fuck up. Me? They knew exactly what they were doing. This is." <laughs> There is zero question in my in my head that they didn't know exactly the thing that they were trying to do yeah. with tall vampire lady. Come on. I want to give her like a little goth girl like <laughs> like crew. Like, come on. Absolutely. Absolutely <laughs> intentional. Anyway. She's big. She big. Uh-huh. What'd you say, Rob? Was it eighty eight dollars? Eighty eight. It's dropping. The, this is <laughs> they're dumping. This is now. It's I'm looking at its five day trading average, and this doesn't seem great. I don't know if I don't know what the other drops were like within days because that gets flattened out. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's uh, we could be seeing it happen live. This is like we one should- of those moments where there's a lot of folks <laughs> who are like, you know, this could just be a good moment to get out. Yeah. yeah, like I'm looking at the spikiness on the days when when its rise was happening. There was nothing like this kind of like major drop. So, uh, yeah, I think there's probably a lot of folks who are like, this was like, fun. once it starts, it right? Week. It's hard to yeah. stop because <laughs> the people who got in early when the stock was lower, like what interest do they have to like, oh, I'm going to stay, I'm going to stay in on this and like lose those gains. And the people who bought in high will just try to staunch the bleeding. Right. So is they're like, oh, shit, this is yeah. I got in late. I got to get out. 
Hmm. A lot of we'll people see. are going to learn learn a valuable lesson about the other side of uh, stock spikes right now. Or are we fools for not hopping on when it hit 90 or 88 or whatever? Because what if it recovers and gets up to 200? And then we're the fools because this was a little opportunity for us to hop in and we didn't take it. Instead, we talked into our microphone. If we microphones. were streaming this, we could be influencing this in real time. Right. That's true. Is we're that gonna be so, We're going to be really behind by That's the time the podcast legal. publishes. Right? That, absolutely. There's stock streams on Twitch. Yeah. They're, just, they're extremely popular. Yeah. They're like, uh, 104. One, we're back to 104, baby. <laughs> yeah. Rally. Rally. Austin, Austin's like, like I got it. Download that Robinhood app. Like, got in. <laughs> oh, God. So I, I don't work for I don't work for Vice anymore. No I, ethics. Uh, this is an inside, whatever. It is an insider trading. I just learned about this shit on the internet like everybody else. Um, um, all right, we should take a break, and when we come back, we can talk about uh, non non uh, stock tips and uh, less creepy houses, and you know other other normal shit. So we'll be right back. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. All right, we are back uh, with some more gaming goodness. That's what people say on podcasts, right? People <laughs> who to, lo- like believe in gaming. Vice's new podcast, Gaming Goodness. Gaming Goodness. We just talk about how games are good. Um, Does anyone have a, you want to talk about how there's a good game? Does anyone have a good game to talk about? Rob, are you, how you I feel? have an interesting game to talk yeah, about. How I don't do you know if it's good, but that? it seems real good so far. All right, talk to mm. me about it. I'm playing Suzerain. And that is a visual novel, interactive fiction type thing uh, about it is the early 1950s and you are the newly elected president of a fictional country in a fictional world. Uh, but it's, you know, somewhere in a vaguely Europeanish area and you are the newly elected president uh, of a country that is emerging from back to back uh, troubled regimes mm. and you inherit a political order that has very little legitimacy uh, that is poised between a NATO like capitalist led uh, alliance of nations and a Soviet uh, style alliance of nations. Plus you are in a contested part of this continent where aside from uh, you know, capitalism versus communism ideological disputes there are also just historical disputes between uh nation states that right. sort of uh occur outside that ideological framework and the way this all plays out and i think this is the thing that is really impressive so like a lot of interactive fiction there's lots of like hyperlinks within the text to like pull up additional background info on on people 
it is incredibly dense. Like, you know how when you get on a really good Wikipedia rabbit hole and you're just like, I'm learning so much. And <laughs> wait, what what happened here? So you mean and you start opening more tabs to understand like causal chains and like I wonder what I wonder if there's some disputes about this element of the history. This game scratches a lot of that itch because it's just full of different entries for different characters and institutions and places in the world. And you as president, this is like it it, to me, it feels very much like a strategy game, but it's not one where you're like, I'm going to move the tax slider a little higher. (laughs) I'm going to click a button to build factory in this, in this building so I can make tanks. This is like you go into a room and you've got your ministers there and they all have personalities. They're all like sharply drawn characters and they have their own backgrounds and allegiances and you sort of have to listen to their arguments and you're sort of assessing like uh, not only are they presenting me with a menu of options, but my choices here will also affect their relationship with my presidency Uh, because in the long prologue to this game, like your character is like, you know, about the age of a lot of presidents like in the 50s, in, 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 in his 50s uh, somewhere. But like you lived through all this unrest. Like it talks right. about how when you were in college, uh, the parliamentary democracy was toppled by a fascist military uh, coup. And then in no time at all, there was a civil war in the country as the left leaning uh, generals went to war with the fascists. And finally, the country was stabilized when uh, just a pure, uh, non-ideologically committed uh, military regime installed itself and basically committed to a sort of soft planned economy. And that went fine until they were toppled and they were replaced by a uh, reformist regime that immediately started to privatize as much of the country as possible. Mm-hmm. And then that's gone to shit. And so when you when you step in here, all those forces are still around. You have your own relationship with it. You choose like, hey, did you um did you stay with the student protesters when the army surrounded your college, or did you run and hide? <laughs> are you from a wealthy background, or are you from like the country's agricultural heartland? Huh. Um, and where you have a little bit of a blank slate is that you are elected on a unity party platform. And so sort of by default, uh, you are a centrist uh, nationalist type party, but you have the choice of like, we have real problems. I need to solve them. I need to deliver on this. And when you look into the people serving your ministry and the people who are part of your, your party, none of them, there is no ideological heart to your party. You are kind of the kind of defining that. But it does mean that people who are part of this coalition you've created can defect. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you do have a right flank and less of a concern. This is interesting. Um, you have an, an immediately threatening right flank in the uh, you can pull up a screen that shows the current breakdown of the National Assembly. And there is a nativist uh semi quasi fascist party immediately to your right. And they were the people who like 
they lost the election to you. They were your nearest rival, but you still beat them handily. Mm-hmm. But it's like you had 37% of the vote. These people had like 25. Okay. Um, meanwhile, your country has two leftist parties that have cannibalized each other's vote share. And so neither of them qualified for the parliament. But if you added them up, there's about mm-hmm. 20% leftist vote in the country. But it splits along the lines of uh, nativism. There is a nationalist left and a purely ideological and more immigrant-based left. And that is a major dispute within their uh, their wing of politics. And so, like, you just kind of show you, – you, you attend these meetings. The writing's pretty good. Um, there are places where I suspect it was not written in English as first language or, or the, the it may not be a full team of, like, uh, English as first language writers – not it rarely enough that uh, it comes up. Sometimes I find the game a little hard to parse because there's just odd word choices. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, the writing's pretty good. The characters are like sharply drawn, and you see these things play out as you realize that, like, you know, for instance, one of the first things I had to do was I was talking to three different economic ministers. Um, one is more of a pure academic background and he is the scene he is like the minister of finance uh like treasury secretary but then there is a uh like secretary of um like secretary of agriculture type character who's just an ag businessman and no real like academic background at all no just theory knows- but lots of, a long history of, of experience yeah right. uh and then you have Somebody who is there as like a uh, inter- interior minister, sort of, but she's just a she's just a Paul from an industrial city. Like she's just mm-hmm. a good administrator who also doesn't have like firm ideological commitments, except to institutions like the bureaucracy, regional <laughs> industries, and the police. Right, and so they start discussing, they start arguing, and the cool thing in this game is. I was worried it would be super overtly didactic at the start, but these are complete. Like I had to bust out a notebook and start writing down who is where within this and what are their ties to both ideological and government governmental institutions in this country. Because even though it's very easy to search through the in-game wikis, like I just started to need to realize like, okay, in my cabinet, who sits where in terms of political commitments and obligations? In terms of foreign policy, how do these countries stack up? Because outside of your country, they've done something interesting. Uh, there is a Cold War situation, except that it's also a bit like it doesn't. It's clearly inspired by parts of history, but it doesn't map directly. There is a Stalin-like figure who is still on the stage, but the state of play is also very much like Khrushchev-era reforms have happened. Mm-hmm. And so the communist superstate has already had some members of its ideological bloc break off and form more socialist and less communist uh, states with more political participation, but they still have great concerns about 
the fake NATO that exists in this world. And there is a country that is, in terms of its history, a lot like Russia, has no connection to the ideological struggles of its age, is just a awakening nationalist industrial power. And it's your neighbor to the north and has a long history of antagonism to you. But that could be useful because right now there's three army divisions that just make their home in the capital. Just a stone's throw from the presidential palace. You got to change that. That's not, not, no, <laughs> right. I, that, no. And so I'm looking at it and I'm like, it would not be the worst thing if I had a good reason to send three divisions to uh-huh. a border. Mm. Like, or at least, at least two of those. You, you can't have all that power dude, right under your. And, and you're yeah. so compromised because the first thing that happens, the guy who swears you in is the chief justice of the Supreme Court, but he got there by serving the military dictatorship, like, two regimes ago. Right. And the Supreme court can basically invalidate laws like at will. And I think amend them themselves. And so the Supreme court basically forms its second legislature. Yeah. And one of the first things in the door is the liberal reform party. And I mean, liberal in the economic sense, (laughs) like they're very pro business, pro capitalist, their commitments elsewhere are less clear. But they're like, we got to get rid of the Supreme Court. And I'm like, yeah, I think we do. But that means I've got to kind of throw in with these guys. Right. I got to get in bed with y'all, which is, yeah, yeah that's really interesting. This game looks uh, really cool. Like, there's just like, a, I, I think the interface and and the kind of like art uh, style, um, it, it has that very like, it's very clearly going for like mid-century, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, the, that style of map, that style of desktop, like literal physical desktop space. Um, and that stuff looks really good. Um, and and it's definitely, watching a trailer definitely hits my like, you know, um, uh, the style of like game that, that blends like you kind of said, visual novel with strategy game elements um, um, in terms of giving you choice. It looks like a lot of the choices are conversational more than they are. Like you said, you're not going to a tax slider here. You're not moving tanks around on a board. You're giving specific answers for particular dilemmas or questions about like, hey, if the if the Constitution gets reformed, should we change the way the legislature works? Or, hey, should we, like you said, move move troops to the border in, in this s- scenario? Um, and so I'm I don't know. I'm in. I'll give this a shot. Fuck it. Fifteen bucks. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm sitting there and because like. We a lot of us have played strategy games where there are event chains and mm-hmm. there are these kind of decisions. And sometimes they're the, they become the most interesting way to express ideas about the world. Uh, Crusader Kings leans far into this, and that is still a game where you're pushing pieces around a map, and you still have your sliders and your your buttons to sort of to sort of deal with. Uh, but there's something there's there's a couple things. One, I'm very curious how uh, where a game like this can fall apart is that you discover that there aren't really that many paths through it, and that all these choices you make are just kind of a flavor, but really it, it falls into a few buckets in terms mm-hmm. of outcomes. 
and therefore you start to realize you start to see through the you see you see the man behind the curtain and you realize like okay like this is kind of a it wants to give you the flavor of like trying to make these decisions but in terms of decisions you actually make the game can't actually accommodate for all the options it appears to be giving you uh i'm not sure yet how that's going to play out uh because already the number of things that's introduced as potential state changes seems mind-boggling to me so when you think about like how you would map the different dependencies of decisions it already seems like chaos and i'm like in chapter one um right but on the other hand in some ways it gets something really good across which is that in that conversation i had with my three ministers um, and this is something I find myself doing a lot in the early part of the game. You do have places where it's like, what do you want to do? Like, here's here's a menu of options. But even as you respond to some of those questions, you can see your ministers kind of making their peace with it or kind of sound like they're going to slow walk you. Mm-hmm. And so you have a meeting and you made a decision but what are the people who are going to execute that decision going to do? How are they going to go about that? Uh, and so that's another interesting part of this, where so often in strategy games, you're just kind of God King. Even if you have like electoral politics to worry about, you don't have to worry about you move the tax slider. It moves mm-hmm. right um, here. When you say, no, we're going to retain, we're going to retain a planned economy for core services. Uh, for for the citizenry, one of the like liberal uh, reformists in your cabinet is like, yeah, I think we can work th- with that. There aren't that there aren't that many of them. In the end, there'll barely be any. And I'm like, well, hold on, what do you mean? But the meeting is over. You know, so yeah. the moment he, moves on. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Is he basically be like, yeah, uh, I guess, you know light rail can remain a public good, but nothing else is right. (laughs) Yeah. That sounds super fascinating. I'm, I'm on board. I'm, I'm excited to give this a shot. I'd seen this pop up and just hadn't really known, you know, there are games like this that pop up, I'd say like once or twice a year. And sometimes there's buzz and sometimes there's not. And this, this has like a bunch of positive reviews, but I hadn't heard anyone I know actually give dip into it. So I, I kind of moved. Also, it came out at the end of the year. So, you know, easy to miss it yeah. during, during all that. Um, I want to shout out something really quick that uh, I didn't even know what it was when I first heard the name of it. Um, Kyle, did you watch any AGDQ? You're you're my AGDQ person on this podcast. Very little this year. I yeah. definitely. Well, uh, there was a. Yeah. Go ahead. There was a sponsor throughout it for a game called Loop Hero that um, um yeah that I was like what is Loop Hero like what it sounds <laughs> like it's like a is that like a synth guitar hero I've heard thing? I've heard really good things about this game uh yeah, yeah. Patrick you should play this game um uh, uh, I, I I had I've had access since like December like that demo yes. that's been going around yes. and usually I was like oh man that's just a couple weeks before the game comes out and it's like the game doesn't have a date yet and I was like okay I'll just yeah so that's the I thing. think it's, it's like, close I don't think it, it's that I far have off, to but. imagine it's close I really do. Um, uh, so then, yeah, there was that, there was that, um, run of, of previews for the game that came out, I'd say a week ago, maybe a week and a half ago. 
Um, uh, and uh, at, at that point, I was like, okay, I should try this. So, God, it's kind of hard to even talk about what it is. It is a... All right, you wake up and the world is dark. The last thing you saw was a big skeleton man with an orb uh, and like some some light retreating inwards maybe and that was it. And then and then there was nothing. And you wake up and you're on a pathway in the dark. Um, and this is represented on the screen with a little like retro, it, it, it feels very much like early 90s computer game um, uh, interface stuff. Um, uh, more than anything else. Uh, and there was like a little white stick figure walking around this, this pathway. And in the bottom left hand of the screen, you get some cards and the cards are things like a grove of trees. Um, and you can put that somewhere on the path or certain things you can put around the path adjacent to the path or off to the, in the kind of blackness around the screen. Um, and so you put on that grove and what that grove does is it says something like, Hey, when you play this grove, uh, this grove can generate a like a, a rat wolf or something like that, and that means that when you when you step in there, or basically once per time period, it will generate like a a monster for to show up on the on the path. And when your character gets there, your character fights that monster, gets some XP, maybe gets some gear, uh, and then and then gets some some cards, some additional cards. And those cards you then play to then continue putting stuff on the path in front of your character. Mm-hmm. Um, as this is happening, your character is like remembering parts of the world as it was before. So for instance, at a certain point, I got a vampire mansion card, which when mm-hmm. you play it next to the path, it's kind of like anywhere in any of the adjacent squares to that vampire mansion, vampires can start to spawn. And your character's like, yeah, that's right. Before things got all dark, we used to live under the the the, uh, the careful watch of the vampire lords uh, who would make sure everything was okay for us, right? I was like, mm, is, is that... <laughs> Is that what happened? Are you sure? Resident Evil Village? Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Um, And so what you end up doing is this sort of like, there's there's a tower defense element in the way that when you're playing tower defense, you're trying to set up like choke points where there's like lots of stuff that shows up. But here what you're trying to set up basically are, is like a little bit of a, a dungeon run for your character as they go on loops around the board, basically, fighting monsters, leveling up, getting gear, and getting... Uh, resources, which then you take into the sort of strategy meta layer of the game where you're building out a a sort of base by starting with a campfire and then eventually getting like, you know, a kitchen and then and then like a, you know, an alchemy hall and, you know, additional uh, a blacksmith and blah, 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 as you're leveling up, you know, more more widely. But then every time you leave that place, the world has gone back to being in, in darkness. And so you're building out this kind of loop again. Adding more enemy spawn to the map, adding things like um, you'll get like mountains and rocks. And if you put those down, they'll give you bonus HP. And if you put them next to each other, that bonus stacks. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, a thing that you can get is like a treasury. And uh, a treasury will give you resources every time you play an- another card, like a like a, um, a rock or a mountain or a meadow or whatever next to it. And if you fully surround it, it gives you this huge payout of a bunch of, of resources that you can go back to your base and build your base. And like the, I watched people the XCOM base building to the nth degree, right? Except that it's much, it's much bonuses. like 
Yeah, it's it's much lighter than that in some ways because the, deci- the decision you're making on the loop mm-hmm. s- side is run-based. It's like, okay, I'm going to go out on this run, I'm going to build out a map, and then I'm going to go back to base, and then the next time you go out on the run, the, the map is just back to being just like a black screen mm-hmm. with the pathway that you're then filling up again. Uh, and the path is going to be a little bit different shaped, and that means that you're going to put stuff in a different way. Um, and and there, there are a lot of adjacency bonuses and things like that. And I watched gameplay from this, like, again, a week and a half ago, two weeks ago. And I was like, yeah, okay. It looks okay. And I started playing it, and there was just, like, it really has that one more loop, like, mm. thing of <laughs> – so basically, as you go around, each time you go – each time you, you get um, – you know, each time you get into a fight, you get resources. Each time you play a card, you get some sort of resource that you can then bring back to your base. Um, and if you leave, there's a button to retreat back to your camp whenever you want. But normally, you'll lose like 60% or 40% of what you have unless you've made it back to the camp tile on your pathway. It's like going around and collecting Go or, you know, collecting $200 as you pass Go. And if you're on the camp tile, you can go back and bring everything you have with you safely. So it's like, I can go around one more time. I can I can go fight those like seven vampires and 12 slimes and, you know, whatever wolf, wolf rats are on, <laughs> on the way back. Um, and that feeling of like unlocking new cards and and the ways that the cards are telling more and more of the story about what the world was before whatever this ancient lich was that showed up and zapped everything and and re- removed everyone's memory. Um, and then also just like there's a there's just a fun sense of mystery as other characters start to work in and you're like, you know, they they see you coming back to the camp for the first time and they're like, <coughs> and they're like. Um, Oh, we we missed you last time, and we're so glad you're back. And you're like, we, I didn't see you last time I was here. And they're like, we just wandered in as you as you left. I'm like, all right, what the fuck is going on? Hey, can you tell me about do you do you remember about the vampire lords? And they're like, we should we should all eat. We can talk about the vampire lords next time. I'm like, mm, okay, if you say so, someone is hiding some shit from me. Or everything is existing in this kind of like dream like haze for everybody. We're like, no one really wants to remember what that world was or or could bring themselves to. Um, and so I'm 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 actually like really. Again, it's one of those things where you saw the name, you went like, hmm, okay, you saw some footage, read positive previews, and were kind of like, eh, hmm, I'll give it a shot. And then I did, and I was like, okay, yeah, now there's something here. And 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 despite whatever my like first blush negative response was, um, now that I'm starting to see how things, how the the kind of deck mechanics work and tr- you know building new traits and it's it is fun to just go out on a run and be like ooh i got a really cool sword in this one that gives me a high evade or whatever and i'm going to build around evasion for this run and that'll be how i keep my health up um and that is it, it that that style of thing is just like really good and it, it's fun to play something that doesn't fit so cleanly into genre spaces mm-hmm. that that like it is it's a run-based game, but is it a roguelike? Not really. Like you're not, you're not like <laughs> when your character gets into fights, it's like an idle game. It's not like I'm making JRPG choices about what moves to use. Do you know what I mean? It's just right. like, all right, boom, I'm in the fight. The fight's going to be done in seven seconds. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and, and so there is like a, it, it definitely has that sort of clicker idle game thing, but a little bit more attention, uh, you know, is required. And, and that actually has made it, just like a real pleasure to to go around the loop one more time. Um, so that's a loop hero. It does not have a date yet, but but we're in that preview cycle mode right now. So toss toss mine on on the on the you know collection of them. <laughs> um, 
Anyone else want to shout out anything? Kato, did you ever get to to that game, um, Amori, that, yeah. that has been also getting tons of great reviews on Steam? Uh, yeah, Amori, a game that I <laughs> thought I had backed when it had a Kickstarter in 2014? Question mark? Um, uh, which is really interesting, actually, given what it's like. It's uh, A lot of people are comparing it to Earthbound or Undertale and things like that. Um, mm-hmm. and it certainly has uh, bits and pieces of that sort of um, lineage in it. But honestly, um, the the game you actually want to look look at is uh, Yume Nikki. Mm. Uh, that sort of like horror game, which is not what you initially get in 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 Omori, but it's definitely pulling a lot on on that um so it's it's a it's an rpg that is made with um like a really uh great art style uh the artist omo cat who has like they sell a bunch of anime shirts and stuff like you've probably seen their work before um uh has been making this game for like six years and so like the art is really great it's kind of like um you know uh pixel art like 16 bits almost style but not quite that um like rpg elements that you're walking around a a world you're not quite sure what is happening because at first you you're like in a a looping white room where like when you go off the edge one end you end up back in the same Mm. space Mm -hmm. at the other um and eventually you figure out a way out um into a kind of colorful world but you uh, you, your little avatar, uh, which is just renamed Azomori, uh, is still black and white. And you have a bunch of friends and you go on some, like, uh, adventures that are like, we're going to play hide and seek with these monsters and things like that. And you, you start to get a vibe of like, is this, it feels very Undertale adjacent in a way. Um, and so like there's certain expectations that you start to, um, get when that happens, but um the the battle system for example has this um status effect uh, essentially uh that is your emotion and the emotion of the monster uh mm. which forms a sort of like almost like a fire emblem weapon triangle if you're happy you deal more damage to people who are angry if you're angry you deal more damage to people who are sad if you're sad you deal more damage to people who are happy um mm. and so um that part of the game like starts off and it's like about like the first hour, I'm like, I'm not sure where this is going or why this game has the tag psychological horror. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, and then it, and then there's a a, sh- a shift here, which I think actually does. Let me very quickly click through some of these because I don't, I don't want to get into too much spoilers, but um, given that it has the tag on it in mm-hmm. Steam, you you know you're expecting something to turn at a certain point. Um, and when it does, um, it's actually, uh, it's very funny. I played two, like, kind of horror, <laughs> horror things this, this, um, this weekend. And similar to RE Demo, the kind of way that this is presented, and, like, this has, this has even less tools because it's a 2D game, right? Um, but, like, mm-hmm. the sound design, the way that this is presented is actually, like, actually made it terrifying, where, like, oftentimes I feel like, like like human nikki and stuff like that 
it it'll rely a lot on jump scare um but they manage actually through the art and through um uh, a lot of the the sound to really kind of make a terrifying scenario um and you're basically swapped from this kind of colorful world that you assume is some sort of like you just like assume like oh this is a weird rpg world we're in another land but it it quickly becomes um uh, clear that what it is is like you're in a dream space and then uh there are certain sections in in the game where you're like in like quote-unquote real like reality um huh. and so uh i'm like only two and a half hours in but um it's already set up this kind of dichotomy between these two these two worlds that, where i'm curious um how things are going to cross over because the first like the first instance of you being in the quote-unquote real world, you, like, hear the names of your friends that were in the, like, dream space, um, but you're not sure, like, how much of that is, like, one-to-one, like, what are the actual relationships here? It feels like it's, like, mm-hmm. setting up that there's, there's like, differences between what you're, obviously, what you're dreaming and what's actually happening. Um, the other thing about this game is that it it deals with self-harm kind of very explicitly which i wasn't expecting it even like there are um a content warnings on here for uh let's see the game dis- contains descriptions of the depictions of depression anxiety and suicide and i thought that was um i wasn't sure how explicit it's going to be so but it is it is very explicit and it's within the first 2 hours so it's like mm. if that's something that you're not going to want to um deal with it's definitely avoid this game um yeah and it's still early but i think it is actually an interesting kind of way to look at suicidal ideation but it might be too explicit for 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 a lot of folks so i'm like Mm -hmm. i'm still not a hundred percent on i'm gonna have to play obviously like here's the other thing this game is apparently like 35 hours long and I'm only three oh, hours damn. in. Yeah, yeah. When I was, when I was, some folks said, <laughs> like, I'm tr- trying to do better at, uh, like, not just squeezing in like s- smaller games, like, like d- the first week of December, and then uh-huh. the, like three of those games mm. like worming their way onto my like top ten list. So I was like, hey, all right, it's two weeks into January. What are games people have played? Like, I'll start making a list and like tick those off when I have free time. And like, people had mentioned that, and I was like, oh, like, looks kind of interesting um like you said looks undertale jason and then i looked up how long it was and i was like ow shit you're out like (laughs) sorry like 13 sentinels is taking that 30 hour slot um right uh like this game is like you you've already i just can't do it um yeah or often these games almost on aesthetic alone you kind of like assume like oh the scope must be like right a little more uh manageable but um turns out also this game's been in development for like a like a long time yeah hasn't it like six or I think seven I saw, years total yeah i i saw someone it was on kickstarter yeah you mentioned that and i think I, I saw someone asking like is it gonna be on switch and they're like i backed it on 3ds i was like <laughs> oh my god like, <laughs> wow shit oh so my god just to give you like a uh, you know, a time frame for like yeah. what people thought platforms. That's like the equivalent of, you know, those Kickstarter games are like coming out in Wii U. And it's like, what if mm-hmm. we not and then come <laughs> out on Switch? Yeah, well, just 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 give me the Switch version. Really don't need that Wii U port at this point. I feel like that's <laughs> so, not hey, some, some, of them made, some of them made good on it. Um, So, you know, if you people out there still got we use. I liked that game. I liked that controller. It's, yeah. it's you know, come on. Yeah. 
fair. Anyway, if you're going to keep with it, I'm, I'm curious to hear more about it yeah. because I think it looks gorgeous. Um, yeah, the art and, style and is really like it, it. It flips between like being all pixel art in like the like the overall like you walking around, but the the battle art is actually really really cool. Um, all like traditional media looking. I mean, it's probably digital stuff, but still like looks like yeah, yeah. graphic and car- crayon and um other stuff like that. A really neat look. Um, and the the emotion um like triangle is interesting, although very kind of um. I mean, I'm again still very early so i don't know if that evolves mm-hmm. into something but it feels like i can uh largely ignore it at the beginning uh so we'll see if it like actually digs into that or if, if it's, it's just going to be yeah, like yeah, yeah. this is this is thematic but we're not going to push it too hard you know yeah totally um cool uh, uh one anyone? note one note about that game uh when i that game came up a couple people pointed me towards the composer Slime Girls is the pseudonym they go by online. I think they did the uh, music for uh, Ooblets as well, like the mm. the Pokemon S game. Mm. Um, how do they like? They publicly talked about and admitting to some abuse and um, other. Uh, I don't. I, I don't have the allegations uh, or what they talked through right in front of me. But if you go to their uh, at Slime Girls Twitter account, they there's maybe some stuff that if that colored you wanting to play the game. Uh, just, sure. You know, mm. Go to at Slime Girls and it's pinned to the top of their. Um, account good to know yeah did not yeah 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 it's easy you know who would just randomly go look up their twitter account but people pointed me towards it so i want to make sure and at least pass that on yeah um anyone else want to want to shout anything out i know patrick you've been trying some other uh, things besides 13 sentinel yeah quickly 13 sentinels grind still but i well i need i need to like like i started playing hitman and then i was like the times where i would sit down and like think about playing hitman i was like i need to just keep like also, now 13 Sentinels has gotten to the place where if I tried to explain uh-huh. the story, like I, I actually like set the game down last night and was like, okay, if someone came up to me, I was like, cool, don't worry about spoilers. I'm not going to play this game. Just like explain to me like what you think is going on at this moment. Like, I don't think I could like bullet point. I could explain a bunch of facts, but I don't know that I could meaningfully explain. Like, I, it just sounds like nonsense, Um, but I'm really enjoying it. So I'm like. I think I'm 19, 20 hours in. And so I'm starting to like, uh, I finished one of the like routes. Like one of the characters is like, hey, you've made it to the end of this before, you know, you, you know, the, the, probably the end game uh, occurs. So I'm, I'm starting to move towards uh, uh, that and I'm still really enjoying it. um, And I'm sure I'll write about it um, as I, as I continue along. Um, The game I just want to shout out is uh, Cyber Shadow, which is, uh, being published by Yacht Club Games, the uh, uh, why am I blanking? Uh, Shovel Knight um, mm. Studio, um, mm-hmm. who is working on a new game, um, but they are also uh, kind of like partnering with some folks uh, because Shovel Knight was such a big success. And Cyber Shadow comes out uh, this week. Uh, I played it on Switch, and it's if you played the messenger which was like what if yeah. new ninja gaiden um mm. cyber shadow is like what if also new <laughs> ninja gaiden um but i think it's I, I don't think it's as good as the messenger so it's like if you haven't played the messenger i would tell you go play the messenger um i really really enjoyed them. i heard the dlc they put out like the i think it was like a tropical themed dlc i never huh. got around to it but I, I heard it was very good and i i liked the messenger quite a bit um as like a you know like a very purist uh yeah, action yeah. uh action game. platformer action platformer program. yeah um I, I think cyber shadow is like a little more uh 
pure, it's harder. Uh, I found myself dying and not being able to be as lazy in my uh, platforming and actioning. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, it, it's fine. Like I'll probably finish it um, because I like these types of games, but I don't feel, I don't know. It's it's like, I give it like a thumbs up, but like you should go play the, there are like other ver- types of these games that if you haven't played them, you know, I'd recommend playing that first. Mm-hmm. But if you're like me and you've played all those and you're like, well, I'll just take another, I'll just take another um cyber shadow is like a pretty pretty good one of those cool yeah it looks good it, again visually really like gorgeous pixel art great yeah, pixel like art. it's it yeah it, it it and it doesn't quite do like a lot of these games like a run of fine balance of like want to look like the old thing but with the technology of the modern era um and this and this game does like it's, I, it's probably like impossible to hold yourself to that actual technical standard without mm-hmm. um creatively indulging um, but this one really does feel like it's pulled out of, out of that era. And it's even just, even just wandering around, it is just fun to, uh, see all it, the, the pictures. It also has like my favorite thing about a lot of like games of this era, which is they look so inspired by like late mid to late eighties, like anime OVAs where like, it's a lot of, it's a lot of like, like anime cyberpunk bullshit yep. mixed in with your ninja aesthetic. <laughs> yep. And that is great. I, the plot, you know, like, I mean, the plot like is like loosely like there's like a doctor uh, light equivalent. Like there's a, but for ninjas, <laughs> no, but like there's a ninja clan that oversees the automation of like this robocalypse. I don't know. It's, <laughs> it is some bullshit. I like, it is, love it. <laughs> I, I you know, almost worth playing playing the playing through the first ninety minutes just to see the goofy ass cutscenes for how they try to set up set up this world. Like I mean, I I should have taken a screenshot. Like at some point, there's just like reminiscing about the Ninja Clan, like and how they overlooked this robot city. I was like, what are you? You are just pulling. Yeah. You just like you, you, this is Mad Libs. Like this isn't a story. <laughs> like you, like there were just a bunch of underscores, and you're like got to a party and everyone got drunk. It was like okay, so there's robots here. <laughs> there's ninjas here. Um, Fill in the blanks. Listen, that's I'm fine with that. Honest, honestly, to the games, to the games credit. So the robots um, look cool. These ninjas look cool. What else do yeah, I need? It's great. There's a dragon it's, in this trailer, so you know it's it's <laughs> great. It's great to look at. It it controls pretty well. Um, but I just feel like these days there's a there's a bunch of those like those sort yeah, of adjacent the style games. Of, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I, it's just it's like a a good moment to sh- you know if you've never played those other types that there are probably other. Or also go play Shovel Knight. Go play those expansions. I haven't there's played like that a third million one of them, the, right? There's yeah three main ones I think. And I when I had a uh, which I now look back on and wonder if I had COVID when I had like a I was terribly sick um, last February for like ten days. Um, uh I played those expansions when I was like isolating from, from my family. Not because I thought I had COVID, not isolate, COVID isolating. Just like I, no one wants to be around someone with 103.4 fever. Um, <laughs> and uh, I played those expansions in a fever dream and they were, they were good except for the third one. I didn't play the card one. So go play Shovel Knight. People love Shovel Knight. I don't know why that sounded again. Like I was going to do milkshake duck. <laughs> But hey, where are we? Where are we at as we as we wind uh, down? We here. are um, at one hundred one ten. Is where I, it looks Rally. like we're at. Mm. Uh, it's it's just been stable, I'd say, for mm. the last hour. I did see a tweet bucks. at some point that was like they halted, like trading, like again. But like, what are they halt? Like, uh, you know, know, I wish this is the point where like we could, I wish we could toss to finance person. Like, but are they? I understand that you halted when, like, the something is, right is rising or falling because you're trying to like stop an anomaly from occurring. But it's just like what's that? Just seems like it's a a, a bet. 
like it's just it's just like all right so what you're gonna halt it and like they're just gonna go away uh that just seems like that's a dare like you're just you're asking reddit to blink and like i'm sorry but yeah but we'll be here when when it's time to start I trading mean, again and we're halting, gonna go hard halting trading is rarely a good sign because it rarely accomplishes accomplishes what people want right mm. like a vulnerable stock that is collapsing, they will frequently halt trading and it will resume collapsing uh, right after trading. Resumes. Or it's or it's like when like, you know, there's a financial crisis and it's like, oh, no, like we're about to wipe out everyone's 401k is like halt trading <laughs> until we can figure out what's happening. Like, yeah, you're right. Like it never whatever. It's never like good news. Like we've halted trading. Yeah, <laughs> it's like bad things are happening. God. Well, on that note, you know, I guess it didn't, the crash didn't hit us in, while we were in front of microphones today. We'll see by the time we record again this week where, where things are at over on the old GameStop Corp uh, 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 stock price. I, I saw some tweets saying that people, they think that um, there's already maybe evidence that like the people that got on the ground floor are, are they know, out already? Are they're going to like, start pulling and then they're going to target a different mm, one. Like AMC is apparently like a popular target oh, where like, huh. you know, theaters are yeah, like yeah, going to yeah. be in real trouble. AMC was on in financial trouble before COVID happened. So I'll get in on that AMC shit, though. Yeah, you know, I got no, it's no ethical quantities what's, there. What's Let's AMC go. Trade hundred bucks on, hundred bucks on AMC. AMC is well, AMC's at four bucks right now. Shit. There you go. You See? know, oh. <laughs> that shit hits $10. You know, you might hop in real quick. I don't know. Listen, I got ten dollars. I could buy. I I could buy. You know, it's it's one of those things where it's so easy to be like, just buy a couple shares. Yeah. Just buy a few shares. That's ten dollars. It's a coffee. Right. It's a fancy coffee. You could buy like three fancy coffees at the end of the week. And and if it goes well, you're still not fucking rich. This isn't no. going to buy you a house. No. Nope. <laughs> you know what I mean. But but it'll buy you more coffees later this well, year. Boom. Uh, I, I can't read the article because I do not have a Bloomberg su- subscription. Uh, sorry, Jason Schreier. Um, but um, it was like did you an see the other about- day. Just real quick, did you see the other uh-huh. day when he was dropping that cyberpunk reported story on on the conditions, and he yeah. tweeted that you could read it early if you were a Bloomberg if you had a Bloomberg terminal. But people <laughs> online thought that was just a, the generic name or like the name of their like subscription. Oh, like their service. premium service. Their premium Amazing. service, and not the, a Bloomberg terminal. For people who don't know, is like a is like a, a sp- special access to a, a device and like a network that um, uh, gives you just like up to the second information on on the stock market, uh, along with you know whatever analysis and commentary from Bloomberg as a publication. Um, and it's like a super super. It's like for for real professional traders who spend like $25,000 a year for their access to the terminal. Uh, and so, yeah, it was very fun to find people being like, well, I could just go subscribe to that real quick to get access to this story. <laughs> no, you can't. You can't just drop well, you could use You could use your GameStop earnings to right. get yourself you're a, a Bloomberg, Bloomberg terminal. terminal. And then you're um, all the way in. Mm-hmm. But anyway. This Bloomberg article was about somebody that, um, well, I presume based on the headline, the article is about someone who spent who was like on the ground floor of of this uh, stuff. They spent thirty six thousand dollars to make, and apparently cashed out eleven million. Jesus Christ! Money's ma- fake. Money's fake. Well, can you imagine having thirty six thousand dollars to just do money. that? No, never. No. Jesus Christ! Well, yeah, you gotta you know gotta have money to make money. Uh, Fuck this country. Um. Yeah. All right. Well, on that note. <laughs> 
as always, thank you to to uh, actually one one piece of news, which is the Konami thing. We should probably just say oh, into a yeah. microphone. Uh, Konami reportedly getting out of the games business. No, so okay, so no, as mm-hmm. they walk this back now. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> now people are seem to be. So there was a tweet that Konami was people took to mean they were shuttering internal production, but it actually sounds like they're just doing a consolidation that uh, has been fairly common okay. amongst like like Sega did it and um so they're so, getting yeah. rid of their game production division I don't that's know. just because but it, I, but it, it, that's I, just I, because I, they could they remodeling what divisions exist in the company to begin with right yeah it's, it seems like it may just be a a restructure now you know look it's, you know Based on Konami's yeah, sure. like post Kojima output, like you know, <laughs> does it matter if you <laughs> if a, if a studio does not make a, yeah. a, a game, like you know, is it a game development uh, uh, a house? I don't know, um, but uh, I mean, there's been enough rumors around Silent Hill that I I I would presume at some point there would be something going on there, but I don't. Just give me a new Silent, give me a new bad Silent Hill. Come on, just give me one. <laughs> Anyway, on that note, we're going to wrap it up. <clears throat> Thank you, as always, for listening. You can uh, support us by following us on Twitter at twitter.com slash waypoint. You can follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash Austin underscore Walker. Where can people find you, Rob the Rock Zachney? <laughs> at Rob Zachney on Twitter. Uh, for all of your best stock tips. Patrick Klepek, how about you? Follow me, my new uh, Twitch account, Marketplace Minute. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to... I'm going to use the characters in 13 Sentinels to guide my stock purchases. Ah, okay, uh, good. At Patrick Klepek. And Kato, how about Look, you? I'm just a simple, I'm just a simple stock trader. If Rob the Rock Sackney says, sell, I sell. That's it. <laughs> I, that's it. <laughs> at he a, says, buy, I buy. Yeah, I just, he's, yeah, that's it. I just, I just send Rob messages. <laughs> he doesn't research it. I just ask Rob, I just need to give me a, you're just a coin flip. Yes or a no. Just tell <laughs> yeah, me. Just yes or a no. And that's how I determine the buy and sell. <laughs> um, at A God. underscore Cotto underscore appears. Thank you to Bowen for letting us use the track. Miss you off the EP panel machine. Find out more about that at waypoint.zone slash B-O-E-N. Down to 94 bucks. GameStop. Hmm. I'm going to have to open up another one with AMC and see if that one starts <laughs> ticking up. Fuck. Also, I think a thing I'm curious about. Is how long before trading desks start paying attention to like as long as Reddit keeps doing this shit? Yeah. How long before you have trading desks watching to see when this is about to happen and then running ahead of the Redditors to pump up the price and basically get that first cut of the profit? Right. Because right. that's where the money is. Yeah. And they can move so much faster than. Yeah. And Reddit's uh, a public forum. Anyone can go there. Yeah. Yeah. But then what are you supposed to be taking serious? I guess, yeah, well, they could probably figure it out. Yeah, that's probably the, you just hide. Yeah, you just, you just buy out someone. You, you DM someone on Reddit. You're like, hey. Yeah, what's happening next? Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Who could say? All right. That's going to do it for, uh, we just real quick, uh, something about how we can't be liable for stock tips. We don't the fuck we're talking about. <laughs> don't go put money into AMC. Don't. I don't know how shorting works. We don't know. I've had any it explained like shit. fifty times to me, and I'm like, "Yeah, that still seems tricky, though." You're borrowing from <laughs> brokers or some shit. There's a broker you're, involved. So you're you Who's can a just broker? be you can just be obligated to buy that stock, but is, you were gonna you said it was gonna be cheap. Is Rob the Rock a broker? No, Rob the Rock is an, an analyst. Okay, Rob Rob the Rock. I think he's got out a soundboard with lots of buttons. Just you know, pounds yeah. on the on live TV. 
Yeah. Oh, please, please. Can we get Rob the Rock uh, a a Jim Cramer setup? Yeah. Like a whole Jim Cramer Mad Money setup. Yeah. Uh huh. I trust the Rock more than Jim Cramer. Jim Cramer fucking sucks. Yeah. So get out of here, Mad Money. All right, that's gonna do it for us. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back later this week. Until then, fuck capitalism. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, (laughs) GME. But but buy GameStop Corp. No, don't do that. Do not. <laughs> but don't don't do it if you're going to do it anyway. I don't know. That I'm allowed to influence any. I don't know how this works legally speaking. Stop talking about it. I don't want to get fired. Put a, just put a bleep over the whole episode. Yeah, just, just a tone. Like in a Twitch, like in a Twitch stream, like when you they do like a music violation, like it just mutes it. Yeah. Just mute these uh-huh. whole uh-huh. sections. It just. Yeah. That's going to do it for us. All right. Go home. That's the end of that. That's the end of the saying. It's all that we just said at the very end of it. I go, go home. Peace. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.